Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Hello, how are we going? Thanks for having me. Well, mate, I was really glad that we were able to get you on because uh, tonight we're, we're, we're speaking to people that have it's almost a fait accompli during their careers that they were just going to roll up to a season and, and in that season... They, they often got to make a prelim or, or a grand final, but that that wasn't how your career panned out. But in amongst all that and, and, and the incredible work that it took to come back from everything that you came back from time and time again, there was that year that just fell into place beautifully for you uh, in 2012. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I think the start of my career couldn't have, couldn't have been better, really, getting drafted at the end of 2010, 2011, playing finals, played two finals, and then obviously 2012, 10 years ago now, yeah, to, to achieve the ultimate. And obviously, as you said before, the, the probably the, the best weekend of the year, the prelim in terms of those footy fans that get, that get to the game and, um, you know, are able to see the last four teams, the last four standing teams battle it out. And I was lucky enough to be there against Collingwood in, in 2012 and, and be on the right side of the result. Uh, you played every game uh, in that season uh, with the Swans. What, what stood out about that team uh, at that time for you? I think just the the inner belief we had. I think I think it's it's sort of the stars are aligning for the Sydney team of this year to be really similar to what we were last year. I think it, you know we're a pretty young group, pretty hungry group. Some guys that had a fair bit of finals experience. There've been a few guys that have been around in the O five Premiership team, uh, but we just had you know genuine belief in, in what we we're doing in the system we, we were playing. And we lost three of the last four of the home and away season, but sat down and reviewed those pretty openly and pretty honestly and pretty ruthlessly on each other. Um, but, you know, we just, we really knew if we if we played the way we wanted to play and we had, you know, 22 even contributors, we'd, we'd be able to get the job done. And I think that, that stood up in finals, um, you know, with the prelim and then obviously coming up against the Red Hot Hawthorne, who were, you know, star-studded and a formidable team. We were, were able to get the job done in the end. So two out of those losses that you mentioned were actually against two of the sides that you beat on the way uh, to, to that premiership. And um, after getting through Adelaide uh, by 29 points, I think it was in week one, you, you got that week off, finished third that year. Um, Collingwood awaits you in the prelim, and, and um, they're coming off a grand final loss. The year before, they'd been premiers. So this was at a, at a time when, you know, almost similar to this year, where the, the, it could have gone to anyone in the top four and maybe even uh, outside. But... Um, what do you remember about the build-up uh, to that prelim against the Pies? Oh, it was huge. I mean, yeah, as you said, we lost to Collingwood and Hawthorne in the last four games. Um, so we knew, yeah, we knew it was going to be tough. And, and obviously going over to Adelaide, we'd only played them once and lost to them as well. But we just had genuine belief. I think we, we just steeled ourselves for that. Initially, the qualifying final, and then to get the week off is huge. I don't know whether it plays into the team's hands nowadays just with the week off before the finals. Um, you know, then they only, only end up playing one game in three or four weeks. So you sort of do lose that momentum a little bit. But back then it was it was huge to get that week off and just to be able to reset, reload and um, and go again. But the build-up to the, the prelim was, was huge. We, uh, I don't think we'd beaten Collingwood up in Sydney for, you know, 10 or 11 years. The start, everything was sort of against us, but that's, that's the way we liked it as, as that group that were, you know, sort of hidden away in Sydney a little bit out of the, the media bubble of Melbourne and able to just sort of go go about our business. I think we, we embraced it and, uh, you know, we ended up 
taken care of Collingwood pretty convincingly in that in that prelim, and you know it was it sort of the tension turns to the next week really quickly after that win. But it was massive. I mean, it was out at ANZ, and this year obviously on Saturday it's going to be the SCG, which will be so special. It's, it's sold out. That it seems it's the hottest ticket in town. So um, you know it, it, it seems very similar in terms of that campaign in 2012 to what the guys are building up there this year. Um, you know, 10 years later, it's amazing. We're going to talk about this year's crop and what you're making of them at the moment. And, of course, uh, there's a few blokes still getting around that you played with. Um, the fact that it was played at ANZ, at the time, was that a source of frustration to you guys? Because what Sydney have done in, in the way in which you guys have embraced the SCG, it is very, there's a, a, almost a spiritual element to it um, as your home ground, but it is a place that you guys have made your own. You play it in your own way. You make it uncomfortable for everybody to come and play there. I mean, it really is the quintessential home ground of home grounds, if that makes sense. And to not be able to play the finals there that you'd earned, did that was that a source of frustration for, for you guys as a playing group? Oh, I think so. There was always an element of going out to, to ANZ wasn't ideal. I, I do get the capacity in terms of that. You know, the SCG only, I think it can hold forty five or 46,000 now. Back then it couldn't, and obviously ANZ could hold close to 80 or whatever it was. So I, I did understand it. But, yeah, definitely, I think the SCG is somewhere that all the players know so well. You train there two or three times a week. It is a genuine home ground. It's probably one of the only home grounds in the AFL now that, players get to train and play on it you know mm. not many teams get that get the luxury of doing that so it is it is such a special ground and it's um every opportunity you got to play there was awesome and yeah there was an element of frustration i suppose you would have liked to have played a final there and um you know i'm envious of the guys that get to run out on saturday you know in front of a packed crowd against the against the team like collingwood it'll be um the, the atmosphere will be unbelievable and i'm sure the game will be as well and we're speaking to 2012 Premiership player with the Swans, Alex Johnson, uh, on the Sporting Capital, our pre- preliminary final special edition of the Sporting Capital. So, Alex, what was what did you remember uh, of the of the game itself uh, against Collingwood? Um, first quarter, you, you jumped out of the blocks, five five to, to two three. Um, as a defender, who was your matchup in that game? Who were you responsible for? Oh, I think it changed a little bit. I'm pretty sure I remember Ted Richards went down early with an ankle injury that he carried into the the week after the grand final. So I sort of I had a probably a different matchup to what I'd gone in and anticipated. But spent some time on Chris Dawes and a bit on Travis Cloak. Who else was down there? Jamie Elliott was running around there. So I mean, you never you never have one person. But I remember I had to play a, a bigger role than what what we'd sort of anticipated. Just just given you know Teddy going down with that ankle and whether he. I think he came back on, but he was seriously hampered in his mm. movement. Um, yep. So, yeah, I had to play a little bit of a bigger role. But I just remember that I just, I, I, we sort of, I felt like we were in control from the start. And I think, uh, I think it just sort of continued on, you know, for the, for the next three or four quarters. And, uh, you know, your, your attention turns to what, how special the week is going to be after. I mean, that's, Everyone wants to get to a prelim so they can taste what the next week's going to be. Um, but a lot of teams do get there and then obviously fall short of getting to the next week. So we we're really lucky that you know we just we just stuck to what we knew and took care of what we could. And um, yeah, it was just unbelievable. It was Jude Bolton's 300th as well, which was a special occasion. Um, and yeah, it was just it was amazing. Really, had a lot of family and friends there, and the uh, the atmosphere in a prelim is hands down the best game to play in.
That was my next question about Jude Bolton's 300th. Um, he'd played in the 2005 Premiership and was getting close to the end um, and was a heart and soul, really epitomised that Bloods culture. So you've got players like that and, and, and Adam Goods in the side. and um, you, you also, though, were starting to see the rise you know, in guys like Josh Kennedy and Dan Hatterbury and, and all those, and, and whether it be yourself or... Um, it it, it 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 had sort of all these different elements to it, and of course you hadn't beaten them since two thousand and five. So, what did John Longmire tap into? What was in, in the build up to that prelim? What was his messaging? What did he use as a as a motivator for you guys? Was it the the drought against Collingwood? Was it um, Jude? What was it? Uh, I think it was a, a combination of everything, really. As you said, you know, with Jude Bolden, his three hundredth, he's absolutely a heart and soul player of the club and then obviously Goodsy, Ryan O'Keefe, these guys, LRT, Robert Thompson, they'd, they'd been there before and done it in 05. Um, so they they drove a lot of it too in terms of taking care of what goes on in the prelim to, to then get to the next week and you know, obviously all 18 teams start the season wanting to be in that the final two, um, you know, come the last week in September. So it was just about, yeah, taking care of those things. Obviously the, the drought against Collingwood was a big one to um to try and make sure that you know we, we got on top of them and don't sort of let that that stuff worry you I think we use that a lot in terms of um, you know back when I was playing sort of that 10 or 11 years ago it was always against the odds and, and we loved being in those positions so I think it was a combination of a few things really but the main one was just trying to get that job done as best we could so we could uh, yeah play off in the big dance. And you got to do that the, the week later, and there's a, a premiership medal that sits somewhere with pride of place uh, with you at the moment. But again, your journey's so different. I mean, the, the the 2012 grand final that you played in and won had 15 disposals uh, on that day. Um, too good for the Hawks in that last quarter. Your next game wasn't till round 20 um, in 2018. Um, which I know you know, but just for those who are, um, have, have have forgotten maybe your story and all the work that you did to get back to where you were, what, what was it Was it that period of time when footy was just everything you imagined it being as a kid and you got to experience what we all dream of when we first, you know, when we're a kid kicking it around with our team for the first time, what might be possible in our lives? How big a motivator was just as that is, that's where I want to be back to. That's at least what I want to aspire, where I want to aspire to be again. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I mean, celebrating that 2012 premiership, I definitely didn't think that would be my last game for six years or what it turned out to be. I thought, brilliant, I'll go and, you know, I played, that was my 45th game. I thought I'd go on to play 300 games here and play, you know, in another two or three winning uh, premierships. That, that was the idea that I'd planned out for me as a 20-year-old kid. But mm. sometimes things don't work out like that. And um, I think it gave me a hell of a lot of confidence in those, in the times that I did have off to, to, to get back to, to play that to play that level. I knew I could compete at the level. I knew I held my own on that grand final day and um, achieved the ultimate. I think um, that gave me a you know, hell of a lot of confidence going forward to, to get back and actually play. I've got two more questions because I know you need to go. Um, has there been a, a 2012 Premiership reunion this year? And if so, uh, good times? Yeah, yeah, there has been. We had one in, uh, in May, actually, just with the fighting fixture we decided to to do it in early May, and yeah, it was great times to get that to get that sort of that group of boys back together in in one room for a weekend was was mm. pretty special. Um, and then yeah, we'll look to catch up 
we always look to try and catch up in Melbourne before the grand final. So sometime next week, um, and, and boys that do come down, we'll try and catch up and. It's always good fun. And seeing Goodsy back at the SCG was pretty bloody special too um, in how they celebrated at the club for you guys, it must be said. So what about this crop, Alex, before we let you go? What's impressed you about Sydney this year? And it, there seems to be a bit of belief building, and I'm sure that you've got that same belief, but what is it about Sydney that you think has them primed and ready to get over Collingwood and, and, and get themselves onto the big stage? I think it's just the balance of experience and youth. I think they've... They've got that balance down pat pretty well. You've got guys like, you know, Luke Parker and Sam Reid's obviously been playing some really good footy over the last month, guys I played with. And then, you know, this sort of new crop that's coming through with Errol Goulden and Chad Warner. I mean, he's an unbelievable player. You can't yeah. help but love him. I think everyone in the ASL and every supporter of all teams love the way he goes about it. And then that sort of middle middle tier guys in terms of like Tom Papley and Callum Mills and Isaac in terms of those age groups, um, they're, they're playing some unbelievable footy. They're, they're at the right time in their careers to be able to really dominate games. And um, I think the balance across the across the team is is pretty exciting. And they still sort of fly under the radar as well, which I think helps. So it'd be, uh, be nice if they get over Collingwood this week and then you know see who, who awaits them the next week. Alex, can't thank you enough for, for coming on and, and sharing your recollections of, of the prelim that you were played in and what it means to you and, and about where this side might be able to get to as well, mate. Thanks a heap and enjoy uh, what hopefully is the next couple of weeks from a Swans point of view, but certainly enjoy what's coming on, on Saturday Twilight. Cheers, mate. Beautiful. Thank you very much. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.